So it is kind of unique because I'm like sitting here. We're doing this podcast in the brew house next to the kettles and the fermenters and everything. And I'm looking up and there is an Amco transmission sign. Huge, like 10 feet across, five feet tall, up on the wall here. What the heck's going on here? You guys, you guys do beer and transmission work? Well, so just when it gets slow during yeah, COVID, you, know, you decided to go over to work on transmission. Right, you gotta, you know, <laughs> gotta diversify. <laughs> no, no, this was a transmission shop before I was a Welcome to the Craft Beer Travel and Adventure Podcast with Living a Stout Life. This is where we sit down with creative thinkers, on-the-road adventurers, and craft beer lovers. Your hosts, Ken and April, live, work, and travel in a 24-foot RV in search of inspiring stories around a great beer. Okay, now that we have the microphone plugged in, we can maybe start the podcast. <laughs> kind of helps with the sound side of things, I guess, you know. <laughs> If yes. you want people to hear you. Yeah. You kind of have to have a decent microphone. We have a decent microphone, it's just, but it only works when it's plugged in. Pretty okay. sure. Well, it's plugged in. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, where's your beer? Cheers. I have my beer. Oh, that was a terrible cheers. Do it again. Cheers. Ooh, that was a nice clink. Wow. Yeah. Nice. So we're... Um, churro, please. Churro, please. That's what we're drinking. It's from Lead Dog Brewing in Reno. Yeah. And funny enough, we're not here to talk about Reno. And we're not even in Reno. Not anymore. Yeah, we've uh, blown right through Reno. Where are we? Bridge Bridgeport? Yes. Not Connecticut. <laughs> Bridgeport, California. California. Bridgeport, um, California. Just outside of, oh, some hot springs. Travertine. Yeah, tra- Travertine Hot Springs. Travertine Hot Springs in Bridgeport. Naked. Clothing optional hot springs. Well, that's what we read. We haven't been to the springs yet, actually. We're like down the road from the springs and we haven't. We just got here, so. Um, I had no idea there are so many hot, like natural hot springs everywhere, actually. Yeah, when we were checking this place out and on the way here, I didn't tell you this, but I was like looking into it and it says there's hot springs all over here, but so far we haven't seen them. But <laughs> we know the ones that we're here to see are here. But. We'll find them. But the problem with the RV that has no clearance is it's kind of hard to get to some of the hot springs when you're driving. So we'll just walk. walk. Yeah, the road's pretty good, but yeah, not good enough for us. <laughs> or our okay. RV's not good enough for the road. I don't know. That and um, a lot of the hot springs are in California, which is, you know, it's good too. But um, California is expensive. Not the oh. hot springs, but the gas. Yeah, gas like we crossed from Nevada into California and gas doubled. Yeah. Pretty much per gallon doubled. Wait, but, but don't leave us yet. It's not just us this week. We actually have, <laughs> well, let, let's get us on topic here. We actually have uh, an, an interview with um, Jason Randalls from Crux Fermentation Project in Bend. Yeah, um, we're going back up the road. Yeah, we're reminiscing of ben, in Bend. Reminiscing? Reminiscing of Bend. Reminiscent of Bend? Reminisc- reminiscing, reminiscing about Bend. About Bend. There we go. <laughs> okay, but anyhow, so, um, yeah. But just so you know, it's soon here after we're done rambling with our little whatever spiel we're doing, <laughs> you'll you'll get to listen. To, you'll get to hear Jason. And he'll talk more about Crux, and it's such a cool brewery. Actually, really Bend cool itself brewery. is just a really cool place. Uh, I mean, honestly, when we talked about coming to the Pacific Northwest, I was excited for a lot of things. I was super excited that we got to go to a hop farm, and we hit the perfect timing at the end of the hop harvest. That was fun in Washington. Um, but Oregon really, I mean, 
there's a lot of legit good stuff in Oregon. I mean, beer and, but beyond beer, like just cool towns and lots of fun outdoor stuff to do here that covers a gamut from biking to paddle boarding to skiing to snowboarding, snowboarding. I mean, pretty much a lot of OHB areas. Yeah. Um, yeah, fishing, I'm sure there's fishing and everything. So, like, Bend, you're right along um, the Deschutes River. Mm-hmm. Um, there definitely was fishing there. And, and lots then, of places to camp. Yeah. For free, even. Yeah. A lot of, like, forest service land. And I don't, I don't know if we were on BLM land much in Oregon, but there was definitely some forest service stuff know. going on. And that's where we were at when we stayed in Bend for, like, two and a half weeks. We stayed out on forest service land. Yeah. Um, and, you know, all different the, areas. the podcast directly isn't about biking, this one isn't really anyhow. It's more about crux, but that's okay. It's also a little bit about Bend, um, Oregon, if you guys haven't figured that out yet. But so, yeah, it's also a little bit about Bend and kind of what we did there because we stayed there for two and a half weeks mm-hmm. um, in late fall. And the weather was gorgeous. A little chilly at night, but in our, our main, um, I guess our main goal in Bend was spiking and beer. And, and we achieved that goal. Bend is a great place to do biking and beer. <laughs> yeah, I think in the, like, whatever it was, about two and a half weeks, we probably rode about eight or eight or nine days, yeah. something like that. Um, and we hit almost, I don't think we hit every single brewery in Bend, but pretty darn close. close. And there's like... 20 or 30. Somewhere between know. 20 and 30, I don't know. I think we it's only hit 13. No. Yeah. Yeah. We're not doing it. I demand a recount. Don't... <laughs> I demand a recount. I'll file legal action. That's just terrible timing. <laughs> Come on, that's good timing right Anyhow, now. Right? Um, our biking <laughs> consisted mostly of like Phil's trailhead. I'm ignoring. You Kenny. gotta laugh. You gotta I'm, laugh. I'm ignoring Kenny. Um, there's a lot of different biking trails around the area, but we mm-hmm. stuck pretty much right outside of Bend um, at Phil's trailhead. And so there you have like, I think like um, let's see if we can remember some of the names. Oh like my gosh. lower whoops. Lower whoops, pine drops, Ben's, <laughs> Ben's trail, Kent's trail, Phil's trail, KGB, voodoo, uh, and voodoo, voodoo, voodoo child. child. Sing it. I'm a voodoo child. I'm a voodoo child. Lord knows I'm a voodoo child. Yeah, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I got a little something, something sometime. Um, anyhow, that's just a few of the so. few of the trails. And if you are interested in biking, equally as important as beer. Definitely not less. I don't know. But anyhow, if you're interested in that, we have some biking bits on the podcast. There'll be some biking videos coming up soon. Yeah, I think and, we had. I don't know yeah. if we, have the, we put all our no, biking bits out yet. Because there's, I two think right we did now, about three for Bend. Yeah. And two of them are already out by the time you hear this. And a third one will be on the way. Yeah. But Bend up. is just, it's like 90,000 people. Um, let's just say for the sake of averaging, I don't know, 20 four breweries i don't know i'm just guessing somewhere around i there. should know the number but i don't um one two three like three or four are main trailheads for biking some of them are closer to what's the main mountain right there uh mount bachelor yeah so some of them are closer to mount bachelor and you have the, like the biking the downhill biking mm-hmm. which um, yeah you can take the lift up we're chicken shit we're not up. doing that <laughs> <laughs> um and then so obviously they're skiing and snowboarding and then like the, it's just so easy to get around this little town they have all their cool little lots of fly fishing all over the place yeah. a lot of fly but fishermen in, out there and then to into shoots like the hiking trails along Deschutes river and then 
I mean, obviously, there's Deschutes Brewery. You have to mention that. But oh, well, the cool thing that I thought was um, we stayed out close to the Phil's Trailhead like a lot of the time, and you can actually there's there are trails. You're like ten minutes outside of town. There's actually bike trails along that road too that you could just mm-hmm. ride to and from the trailheads, yeah. and and there's trails that go back and forth. Well, and then you to can town. ride your bikes into the brewery from the trailhead. Yeah, and if... the town is Bend is super bike friendly as a town. Yeah. Like lots of bike lanes and things like that. Cool little around. neighborhoods like downtown neighborhoods you can get around, like the river area, Mirror Pond with coffee shops and just cute little shops. Period. Oh, yeah. Looney and Bean was a really Looney cool. Bean was, yeah, Looney Bean, right? Looney Bean. Yeah, that was a and, great little coffee shop on Mirror um, Pond in town. And um, and like the lot, that was a cool. Oh, oh, that's lot. a plane okay. our friend August took us to. Oh, Wait, so cool. So it's like a food truck area, and it has like you see, so you can get all these different food foods from the different food truck area, <laughs> and then you can go in and they actually Wait have a bar. It. You can go in and you have a bar, so then they have taps with all the different cra- local craft breweries around there too, serving um, different beers. And then it's also like, like I said, late fall. So in the evening it gets cold and it's freaking COVID. So there's, I don't know. I don't think they have any indoor stuff anyhow there, but you're outside. No, the lot doesn't have any no. indoor stuff. Anyhow, no. you're outside. And it's a little chilly and they have like, you know, heaters up above and stuff like mm-hmm. that. But there are some areas that just, they don't have a lot of heaters. And then there's like these tables with these concrete pads that you sit at and you're just thinking oh it's just going to be cold and then you go to like find your table and you sit on this concrete pad and oh it's heated (laughs) (laughs) you kind of like melt into this concrete pad because it feels so good and so now you're no longer cold and you have a butt warmer sitting outside and your (laughs) ass is warm and so life is is good it's legitly cool everybody needs a heated concrete seat and everybody can sit outside Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> it was so nice. And but cheers. Anyhow. Thanks, August, for introducing us to the lot. <laughs> and then the, so that was a cool place. And then there's, um, what was the other one called? Old Mill? The Old Mill District was another cool place with. Um, it's kind of, I mean, if you get into the main shopping area of the Old Mill District, because it's, it's an old mill, obviously. But if you get into the main area, it's kind of like an outdoor mall. But if you're on the yeah. outer edge of it, there's the, like breweries. And little restaurants and food trucks and all that again. The so it's just cool house. little areas. What about the tap house? What about the tap house? Yeah. Um, it was just a pretty, uh, like, we don't talk a lot about tap houses that much or beer bars very often, you know, unless it's some big iconic one or something. But, like, this was a really cool place. The Crosscut Warming Hut. Number, number five. five. Which, it's a cool freaking name, right? And they had a really nice outdoor space, big like fire pit outside and everything and all kinds of cool chairs. But then they have like these like three or four food trucks that are set up along the outside of it. Like you would at a brewery, but it's obviously not. It's a tap house and they've got like oh, 20 different beers. Kenny's completely cool. missing the whole part of it. And you guys will never be able to, to like experience it until you go there because I just can't, what's the word? I can't, um, take the smell of the tap house and transport it through the microphone oh, to your nose yeah I didn't because the that second you walk in there the smell of like it's like fresh cut wood it's just smells so good the wood and there's like this huge fireplace in there and if it was snowing and cold like that is the place to yeah be. If, if you're into like skiing or snowboarding or whatever and or just like uh, snowshoeing yeah. or something like that in the backcountry, and you've ever been to a warming hut or like those like cabins, the huts you can rent out for a night or two out up in the mountains and cat walk out to in the snow. You walk in and there's 
you know, there's firewood in there, fresh cut firewood for the fires because that's what you use to get warm. And that's what it smells like. Somebody just cut down the Christmas tree right there. It's like, That's oh. why it's called a warming hut. <laughs> yeah. It's really cool. Duh. No, that was, <laughs> that was a really cool one. And, you know, I guess it pays sometimes. Like you said, we don't usually mention um, tap houses, but that one was a really cool one. And Yeah, it's a really good I, There's one. so many breweries. You're just going to have to do your own research on breweries this time um, because I'm going to be eventually writing a whole article on that one. So just stay tuned for the article that's written on all the breweries in Bend. Basically, if Beer you're tour Bend. If you're in Bend and you go to a brewery, you pretty much are not going wrong because you can everyone go was great. Everyone one brewery, that we went to was great. And then you can walk a few feet to the next brewery and then you can walk a few feet to the next brewery. And then maybe you can yeah. walk along the river for some really pretty views. Most um, of them are pretty close together. Beautiful and you might not get a brewery right away, but then you can walk across the river and there's another brewery and then you can walk a little bit more and there's another brewery and they're all great. And speaking of breweries, maybe we should get on with our interview. It's probably a good idea before we bore you to tears, right? <laughs> no, we're just getting very excited because Bend is truly a, a, one of the yeah. coolest, funnest towns we've Funnest. been to. And even right now with the sea stuff going on, it's like... Still felt it was really nice to be there, and um, yeah. it was just a cool town. Great vibe. So, Crux, we were honored to be able, like I said earlier, to talk to Jason. Um, he's the marketing manager at Crux Fermentation Project, which is a uh, kick-ass space. Um, yeah, and the uh, the story behind it, and the story behind the building, and just how they work really well with all of the other breweries, and just kind of build community. Um, yeah. yeah, it's really great. And we'll yeah, let when you're him... in Bend, community really stands out. Yeah. And Crux weaves right into that. Yeah, and we'll let uh, Jason explain, like, the name and, like, behind Crux because there's a piece of that that goes along with the community in a way. Yeah, they're yeah. very deeply rooted in the community. Yeah. So. And we were lucky enough to be there on a night when they were showing, like, a skiing movie, so it gets you kind of in the mood of winter and, I don't know, Yeah, it was pretty and, cool. And it, it was, was a little fun. nippy in the air. And yeah. It was nice. But it was, it was fun. great. So, anyhow, oh, and on that note, again, it's in a brewery. It's in a working brewery and tap house. When it was open, right before a skiing movie being shown, um, we are kind of in the back, but breweries are not quiet, especially when they're no, open. No, but that's, to me, that's kind of the fun part, yeah. too, because you, we're taking you into Crux. We're taking you inside Crux. Like, literally, we're sitting right there by the fermenters and the big tanks and the beer and all the people going around. But, yeah. yeah. So, just, yeah, that's that's it. I mean, <laughs> that's the perfect sound, actually, then, because it's, I like how you said that. If you can't be in the tap room, we're taking you there. We're taking you there. Right, right now. Right now. Here's Jason. Go for it. So, we're on scene in Bend, Oregon at Crux. It's not Crux Brewing. It's Crux Fermentation Project. Correct. correct? And there's a reason for that. Yeah, and we do want to know that reason. So that that is a pretty uh, different name for a brewery. So uh, how did you guys come up with just the name Crux Fermentation Project? Well, uh, when we were trying to come up with the name there, again, we were talking names earlier, naming beers, naming a brewery was quite the challenge. Oh, yeah. But then everyone's named brewery or brewing that often gets screwed up of what you are, of what you are and it limits you and mm -hmm. uh, we didn't want to be limited by beer although we are all about the beer right. we knew that we wanted to expand upon that at some point down the road which we've just recently done in the last couple of years where we are making our own cider and okay. then just this year we now are serving our own wine 
Oh, really? So it truly Wine is even a, too. a project, you know, style. we're doing more than just uh, real beer here. Yeah, I mean, being in Oregon in the Pacific Northwest, I mean, yes, it's a beer mecca, both here in Washington, but you both, you have a lot to draw on agriculturally to be a lot more than that with amazing apple farm orchards all over the place. You've yeah. got vines growing. I don't know. Do you have as many vineyards here in Oregon as like Washington does? Or There's quite a few. Quite a bit? Yeah, and actually uh, one of the hop growers that we buy a lot of our hops from, she also grows grapes. So we've wow. used her grapes in hybrid beers where we've um, you know, included mm-hmm. wine grapes into like into the hop back here behind us. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's got to be a lot of fun though. To, it really opens things up. Do you guys have, I know you guys do food here too. Do you guys do the, take the fermentation off into the kitchen and everything too? Does your chef play around with, with fermented foods as well? Uh, not so much, but we have done pickles before. You have we done fermented okay. our own pickles, yeah. Just got to give them a little nudge, say, hey, little, little we nice. need some fermented uh, celery. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> some kimchi. So let's, let's jump back a little bit. We know a little bit now about the name, but when did, when did Crux start and how did Crux start? Like, where's yeah. the origins of this? Yeah, but, so we started in 2012, and it was three partners coming together that had um, worked together in one shape or another here in town. Uh, one being Larry Sidor, uh, master brewer, who at the time was at the Shoots Brewery, but had uh, also had his own hobby uh, winery up in Yakima when he was selling hops. Before that, he was brewing beer Olymp- at Olympia Brewing Company way back in the day. Oh, wow. And then, That's an old school, yeah. Olympia. A lot of folks out there might remember that one. Yeah. And then uh, another founder was a creative guy here in town, a uh, creative director who owns an agency who had done some work for some local breweries, uh, Deschutes being one of them, but also Odell uh, oh, out wow. in Colorado. Yeah. And uh, 21st Amendment. Oh, wow. And then the, the third partner, uh, Dave Wilson, he uh, also came from Deschutes via, and then, but also 21st Amendment uh, before uh, joining those three. Uh, those, those three together developed Crux. Now, the, now, currently where we sit, you know, we're eight years old, and uh, Dave has since left. Uh, Paul, the creative uh, agency founder, uh, has gone off to start an, another beverage company called Rift Cold Brew just down the street. Oh, and cool. now uh, he's still uh, one of the owners of the company, but Larry is the one do, running the uh, is the CEO running the day to day. He's kind of driving trucks at this point. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of funny that everybody has that kind of center point of Deschutes. And because mostly I say that because we just did a podcast on like bucket list breweries and things like that. And so when we came to this part of the country, Deschutes was obviously a bucket list for us because Black Butte Porter was one of our gateway beers yep. into going from <laughs> the yellow fizzy well. stuff into good beer. Yep. So yeah, Deschutes, I mean, I don't know if people realize, Deschutes has been around now, what, since the 80s, late 80s? 1988. They're the godfathers so, of craft beer here in Bend. They and, were the first. Oh my gosh. They're, God, they're kind of godfathers right up there. They're right up there with Sierra Nevada and... Um, Anchor and a lot of those companies that yeah, Widmer, Bridgeport, yeah. Red Hook, all they all kind of started around. They're the, same the OGs time. of that made this all possible for us to one enjoy beer and one and another to have a career in beer. Yeah, and good beer. Yeah, so totally. Yeah, I mean it was really cool to come up to Bend and 
and to see that. How, have you lived in Bend most of your life, or? Well, I've lived here more longer than anywhere else. I've been here about 21 years. Okay, so you've seen a lot of the growth in beer in Bend. When I moved here, there were three breweries. Deschutes. Deschutes, Cascade Lakes. Oh, wow. And Bend Brewing Company. Really? And Cascade wow. Lakes was actually just in Brendan. Okay. So at the, at the time. Now they right. have a, a brew pub here in town. Okay. But now there's uh, reportedly about 30, 30 breweries in Central Oregon. Yeah. Wow. So 3 to 30 in 20 years. And we've actually been to quite a few um, since we've arrived in the area. And man, the, the level of brewing here is off the charts. It's as good as anywhere in the country. I would agree. Yeah, the water here, the talent. Yeah. It's a neat community. I mean, we all know each other. We probably have worked with one another at one point in our careers. And so, uh, you know, we love getting together over Brewfest, you know, or, you know, I talked to another, a guy from another brewery. He said, yeah, so you're at, lunch, at your place for lunch today. Yeah. You know, so it's very, uh, it's, a, it's a cool atmosphere here of working together. I think that's fairly common across craft brewing in general, but here in Bend, I've noticed it maybe a step up or, a, or at least a half a step up from a lot of other places that, yeah, I don't see a lot of animosity between brewers or a lot of like raw competition, you know, it's, it's fun. Everybody's yeah. brewing together doing, I see collaboration beers everywhere and, and I see brewers walking in and out. I mean, we, We've been at other places too, and you see, or even here, you see brewers walk in from other breweries, and then, yeah. you know, then you're spending half your day. He's <laughs> like, okay, I'm not getting work done today. I'm, yeah. I'm, we're going to hang out and drink some beer yeah. and share them with each other. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. And it that feels like an overall community vibe here in Bend. This is a great community. Yeah, just very friendly and growing rapidly. Yeah, so yeah. to get back to Crux. Yeah. We do actually have some beers here, and I do want to taste them because I'm selfish that way, and I don't care if you guys out there can't taste them with me right now because I want to taste them. So what do we? What you picked four of them right here? We actually, before we got on on the podcast here, we actually got to try uh, one of the kettle sours, which was fantastic. But you're still drinking. Yeah. But I want to try some of what else you brought out. You brought a few more to kind of give us a little taste of. Yeah, so you charged me with a, a difficult task to narrow down, take take our tap list of 25 beers. Yeah, that's pick, an incredible and, tap list, my God. Pick four. <laughs> yeah, so just I, pick four. So I tried to pick the four that I think represents what we do here well, uh, with the inclusion of the request for the uh, rustic saison uh, that you guys had. So, so here we go. We're going to start with tastings. So... I want to start you off with our Crux Pills, okay. which is our number one selling beer, and uh, the beer we've had the longest in six-pack cans. Oh, that's nice. That's, that's kind a, of our signature beer. That's what people really know us for. It's a really good one because you, you get the pills, but there's like maybe a little hint of peppery to it Could on be. the end. Could be. Maybe yeah. a little hint of that. We like to say like there's, there's moreness to it, and mm -hmm. like, it's very crushable easy to put back a couple of cans if not three right and if you think of pilsner like you think of the mass-produced pilsners it's like they're great and you can crush them it's great for a hot day and you know you're rehydrating but yeah but this really has a lot of flavor to it, a lot of character you don't just go yeah it's, it's 
a good easy drinking beer. It is a good easy drinking beer, but it's still got flavor to it. Plenty of flavor. Which yeah. is really cool. So this is the one you've been packaging for the longest. Yes. Okay. And well, was in, that in cans. In cans. It was the first uh, six-pack can that we went to market with. Okay. Yeah. So it's been out for about five years in that format. Is that anything that you guys have felt like you needed... Um, to kind of cross that bridge beyond craft beer drinkers, the geeks, those of us that are like, we're gonna try everything you have because we're geeks. Well, I think we probably brewed it because that's what we wanted to drink. Yeah, some <laughs> days you've had enough. You've had enough tarts and sours and and Russian imperials and barrel ages that I need to cleanse my palate a little bit. Yeah. I need something nice and easy. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's probably the number one beer amongst employees as well. Our brewers really like that one. All right. All right. So, so the next... Don Pilsner, let's make the rounds. So you can't go to a brewery anymore without trying their hazy, right? Oh, yeah. What, hazy? <laughs> what's that? What's, what's a hazy? So that's, a, that's <laughs> our year-round hazy IPA called Bubble Wrap. Bubble Wrap? Yep. Okay. All right. Am I like, is this like, I'm going to fall over, so I need bubble wrap? Right, you got to, you know. This is my protective first. Oh, that's good. Yeah, that's another, like, as far as a hazy would go, I would say it's a very approachable one, too. I know that's kind of a general theme with hazies, but a lot of newer ones now, there's a lot more of that really yeah. intense hop going on and killing it. Yeah, they can be... Uh, and maybe even a little intimidating because you really can't see through them. They're pretty thick. Or, right. You know, we got just a nice little haze going on there. We're going more for uh, drinkability. Okay. Yeah. It's a really easy drink and easy idea. I like it. So that one we also distribute in six packs. Okay. You can find that out in the store. It is good. Yeah, I could drink that all day long. And one thing uh, that we do a little bit differently is that we use whole flower hops. Oh, okay. Instead of hop pellets. In every beer, or just that particular beer? Most every beer. Really? Yeah, wow. the majority. That's, doesn't that get really cumbersome for the brewers and the process? I mean, that's a lot more cleaning and... That, absolutely. Because it takes exponentially more hot flowers than it does hot pellets. Hot pellets, it's all condensed down, or, or now you have like the cryo and all that yeah. stuff so that we use you that can too. like really make it smaller <laughs> smaller footprint but you're going no we want the flowers yeah we've our brewers have determined that's the flavor that they like and prefer so we've been brewing with that since day one that is one thing since we've been in the oregon washington the whole pacific northwest you know between oregon and washington you guys are you know i think about three-fourths of the hop market in the united states or as far as uh, producers Oh yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, you guys not, produce. Not more. Yeah, you guys produce the majority of American hops. Yeah. So that and we happen to hit here at the right time of year because we got the fresh hop time of year. So time so well. You guys, how do you how do you um, do whole hops all year long though? Because don't they kind of fade over time, or is there a way to do you have to store them very particularly? Or yeah, they you have to um, kill them, dry them. Okay. And then you just bale. And okay. actually, so you, you are, take... with whole flower hops, what's a good example? You're, you're, you're leaving the hop intact. Right. Right? And you're just compressing it and storing it in bales and keeping it cold. Where with pellets, you know, you're grinding up that hop cone 
and then make it into a pellet. So you're, you know, you're processing the hop more okay. than you would with just a whole flower hop. So, um, so it's almost that going one step backwards, almost almost like um, towards organics or more simplified foods that don't have yeah. that chemical you can't pronounce in it. You know, and, and you're getting more back to the back to the natural state of the hop yeah. instead of yeah. just trying to cut down on the process. Yeah, I guess that's a good point. Not that there's anything wrong with any of the forms of hops coming. We use them all. Right. <laughs> We're not biased, but for the most part, we use whole flower hops, and that's why we have that hop back behind you and, mm-hmm. um, and our other production facility as well. But I, I understand that because, like, trying fresh hop beers and even your beer, like the hazy IPA I just tried, there's a little difference in the lingering flavor of the hop. And it's not a bit, not, I'm not talking of bitterness, but the actual it's a different aromatic flavor of it, it has a different, yeah, it lingers on your mouth differently than a pelletized beer. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So I've geeked out on the hops and I probably bored April to tears. So <laughs> let's move on in beer tasting because I want to taste more beer. All right. <laughs> so uh, we're going to jump ahead to this bad boy. Ooh, you can't. Okay. Even the hazy beer you could kind of see through, but I'm guessing this is probably some kind of stout because it's ink black. Yes. So that's our barrel-aged imperial stout, which we are in the process of bottling right now for this year's release. Oh, really? What you're tasting now is uh, last year's release. This is last year's. So I've got old beer. You've got (laughs) got mature beer. It's aged well. Well, anybody who knows Cellar beer. anybody who knows barrel aged stouts knows that there's no such thing as an old beer. <laughs> not not in a bad way, anyway. Oh wow! There's a lot going on in that beer. A lot. Yeah, so it's about twelve percent alcohol. Ooh, yeah, there you go. Asian bourbon barrels. So I'm good for about ten more minutes, and then we're gonna. Keep... Like, hey, I have to butt in and get the beer. No, that's um, a lot of roastiness, a lot of chocolate. Um, it's called heaven. It is. I actually get kind of a creaminess to it, too. Uh, there's a lot of creaminess in that. Yeah, that's dessert and glass. Oh, my gosh, yeah. And not at all, I would not at all call it a dessert beer or a pastry stout. It's not yeah, that kind of it's stuff. It's not quite there, This yeah. is true, a, a true barrel-aged, like Russian Imperial, I assume. Yeah. Just with really good, deep, complex flavors. Mm. Yes, yeah, so we're big fans of that, and people look forward to that release every year. So I know we have another beer to go. So I'm not gonna. I have a. I have a question that pertains to your barrel age lineup. Once we get past the next one, but okay. I, I have a feeling the next one might be in that realm. Of, it is. Even though it's nowhere yes. near as dark as this one. Yeah. So this is a barrel aged imperial saison. Ooh, called In the Pocket. In the Pocket? Yeah. Who came up with the name? You did. I got that one. <laughs> All right. I was able to come up with it. That was actually the first beer I named when I started working here. Really? Yeah. In the Pocket. Yeah. Any jazz, story behind the name? or a just, jazz oh, term. Cool. Oh, you know, okay. Just kind of like playing you know, in the in, you're playing right in sync, right in that sweet spot. Okay. And uh, this beer just kind of hits it. It's a, it's a blend of old and new beer, kind of different aging going on, and... 
Uh, it's just phenomenal. I mean, it doesn't really taste anything like a Saison. Not, mm, not what you would think of typically as a Saison. But if, you, if you're if you at all into mixed fermentations or wild fermentations, barrel aging, that kind of thing. Yeah, that's what it is. Is, it, is this one wild. aged in barrels or aged, is it? Aged in... Um, in pinot barrels. In pinot barrels. Yeah. And then does it and have it some bread, bread in it yeah. as well? Yeah. In the barrel? So, yeah. So it's a little oh funky. Gosh. So that's probably, t- it takes it a while to get to this point where we get this. It's got a, it's not a pucker your face tart at all, but it has a little bit of tartness to it. Um, but you kind of get that oak, the yeah. wood, you get the, the wood comes through. I don't yeah. know how to explain that really to people if you're not into that type of beer there's there's something about the flavor that comes from a barrel aged beer definitely but yeah wow. that's one of our favorites right there pairs well with food we uh mm-hmm. we've done a, a king crab beer dinner last oh couple gosh. of years where that's the featured beer to go with ah. do you so because you guys have um, your own chef and everything here you have a good a good kitchen going on. Not just, hey, we're a brewery, we're gonna we're gonna slam you some pizza and some chicken wings and stuff like that. You guys actually have a good kitchen here. Do you do a lot of food tastings with your beer or do you do a lot of events where you pair your beers with food and things like that? Or or is it more just your chef kind of tries to devise a menu that goes with the beer that you guys create? Yeah. Or a well, little bit of more. We've done a little bit a little bit of everything. And uh, you know, this year's been a little off. Right, right. Um, we can we can say 2020. <laughs> uh, yeah. Nobody can say that's what happens this year. Yeah. But we like to host those you know smaller intimate more events where it's educational about what the what the beer is all about and what it can pair with. So we're looking forward to getting back to that. Yeah, because I think that's a fun thing with beer is uh, really there are so many different types of beer and so much you can do with beer. Like you talked earlier about how you take wine grapes and put them in beer. I mean, so you have these like wine beer hybrid kind of things going on. You can pair beer with almost any there any food out there. You can find a beer that goes with it. Whereas wine, and, even and, in and wine, it's harder with it than wine. Yeah, there's more flavor. I think there's more flavors to choose from. There's a a, va- a, a more vast range of flavors. A wider range. To work with. Yeah. yeah, a wider range. And that's not to say wine sucks, because I like a lot of wine. We make our own wine. So. Yeah, yeah, you guys make wine too. So yeah. it's just the time and the place for everything. Exactly, exactly. But I did want to get back, jump back just a second to some of the beer tastings. Two of the beers that we tasted here were barrel aged yep. beers, and you guys have a specific name for all your barrel barrel aged beers, right? Yeah. It's called the Banished series. The Banished series. Because the beer has been banished away to the barrels to age. Okay, I, I was like, so I saw like, it on the board, I'm like, what's going on here? Yeah, that, those barrels up there, huh? uh-huh. they're not just there for show. That has uh, a... Oh, they've been banished up into the, been, literally up into the yeah. rafters. Yeah, that's the a Bruin that's been banished up there for a couple of years now. Just uh, when the time's right, we'll put it in bottles and sell it here at the tasting room. But you still have one of your past Oat Bruins barrel aged on tap right now. It's right? the same one. It's the same one, but it's a previous version. And, uh, right, well, previous we'll, be, we'll be hitting that one up after the podcast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah. 
because I'm a big fan of that style. So. <laughs> it's a good one. We call it fruit cake. All right. So we've gone through the beer, we've gone through Ben, we've gone through a little bit of history, but not really a lot of history of crust. Yeah. So it is kind of unique because I'm like sitting here, we're doing this podcast in the brew house next to the kettles and the fermenters and everything. And I'm looking up and there is an Amco transmission sign. Huge, like 10 feet across, five feet tall up on the wall here. What the heck's going on here? You guys, you guys do beer and transmission work? Well, so just when it gets slow during yeah, COVID, you, know, you decided to go over to work on transmission. Right, you gotta, you know, <laughs> gotta diversify. <laughs> no, no, this was a transmission shop before it was a brewery. Okay. And so when the, uh, the the founders of the company were looking for a location, uh, this this location came up, and as you found out, it's a little hard to get to. It is. It Even is a though, little bit of a funky location because yeah. it's in tucked in a little industrial kind of area and not an industrial like mall yeah you know not a, a building that you're literally in a little industrial area. yeah we're kind of isolated out here but we're actually sitting in the dead center of Bend, Oregon. really this is so, like the center point and that's where the name crux came from it's the crossroads of Bend. so before the parkway was here it was division street and okay. that delineated uh, make sure i get this right uh, east from west. Okay. You know, for the street yeah. for the street name designation. Right. This is like the point zero yeah. where and then out you're here going east or you're going west. And out here in front of us is Arizona and that delineated north from south. And so okay. this is sitting in the center of Bend and has, as you see, one of the greatest views in oh town. My gosh. The sunset yeah. and uh, the Cascade Range there. Yeah, you can see the Cascade Range all around and luckily we're doing the podcast at sunset and it's been gorgeous to see it kind of yeah. just set as we're doing yeah. the podcast here. Yeah, super it's beautiful. So our happy hour, we actually call our sundowner hour, and okay. it shifts with when the sun sets. So our happy hour is a half hour okay. before to a half hour after the sun sets, and it's updating, okay. automatically updates on our screens out here and on our website, so you know when that is. But okay. I mean, it can go from you know 8:30 to 9:30 in the summer. Right. To four to five here uh, in December when it gets really dark. And honestly, I mean, you are just a footstep away from so many like amazing cultural things going on here in Bend, where you've got kind of cool, quirky community around breweries. And Bend is like built around all these small mom and pop kind of businesses that most breweries are. And it just seems to really meld really well, really well with what you have going on. Yeah, absolutely. We have companies here like Drink Tanks and Hydroflask. Yeah. That every beer connoisseur knows about, right? Right. Um, and then one thing that's neat here too is we have these food cart pods. They're everywhere. Yeah, so it's very much a beer community here. I love it. Yeah. And mountain biking community. Um, we were talking about that before we hit the podcast. Yeah. So much mountain biking going on around Ben. Yeah, like, everyone's anxious for skiing. We got a little ski film going on tonight to get everyone excited. Oh, really? Here? Yeah. Oh, okay. We're staying here for yeah. the night, okay? Because we didn't get to see Warren Miller's movie yet this year, so. Or actually, is it even out yet? I don't know. We're Warren Miller junkies because we're snowboarders, so. Okay. Yeah. 
So we might have to stick around uh, and yes. watch the movie. Six thirty. Really? It's coming up soon. It's oh, oh, we got okay. We got to wrap this podcast up. <laughs> yeah. Plus, my producer, my lovely producer over there, is saying wrap this up. So no. <laughs> no. Um, is there anything that we didn't touch on that you would like to point out about Crux? Because, I mean, it's it's a really cool spot, and I love not not just the Amco sign on the on the wall, but I know you guys have gone out of your way to do a lot of uh, recycling and repurposing different elements of uh, furniture and things around the community to build the tap room and, and the whole space. I mean, yeah. is that just something that, I kind of feel it's Bend. It's part of Bend. It, it is, yeah. Not just the brewery, but, yeah. and, and I don't mean to belittle that the brewery's not, it's not important that you guys made those choices. It's a small big town. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of relationships there that helped get this place up and running in the beginning mm -hmm. um, by chipping in and a lot of different areas. And, you know, the community keeps us going, and that's why we have these long tables, which, you know, now you can't get too close. Right. But right now we have to. engagement in our, in our, you know, our craft beer park out in the lawn uh, for the summertime and having live music out there and just a place for people to. Uh, bring their families, bring their kids, bring their pets, gather, and just have a good time, hang out, have good beer. Yeah, so this, I mean, this brew house here came from Japan. Yeah, uh, you don't just repurpose locally, <laughs> you've repurposed across the world, because, yeah. yeah, we're seeing Japanese writing on a lot of the tanks yeah. and stuff here, so. Yeah, our master brewer, you know, being in the industry as long as he has, and traveled the world brewing beer, uh, had people looking out for him when he was starting this place and this brew house was just sitting unused in Japan at the time. Wow. And uh, <laughs> you can see the beautiful copper we just couldn't pass that on that. It's actually the second brew house that Crux bought. Uh, we had bought another one before we opened. Um, but this one came, became available so we sold the old one. Oh and really? Because you like this better? Yeah, and it installed this one. Uh, the timing just worked out. In that it, way. it is beautiful because if you've seen like a traditional German brew house with all the copper flowing up and everything, that's very much what a good portion of this looks like. And then there's a lot of other, you know, stainless steel tanks and stuff that also have Japanese writing and stuff. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, hop back from Bridgeport and the grain mill from Olympia Brewing from back in the day and, <laughs> and then repurposing the, the stacks on the kettles for some of our light fixtures and yeah. just, you know, utilizing everything we can and making it work. Well, it's a cool, it's a cool thing because I don't know how many industries do that, you know, like in the brewing industry, we're lucky, that, at least in the United States, that there's so many breweries popping up that, yeah, there are, unfortunately are, are some that are going away, but there are other breweries popping up that will go in and say, ah, I want that, I want this, I want that, and they re luckily we don't get have to just scrap all of that yeah. and try to figure out what do we do with this now, where do we dump it somewhere, it's yeah. like, no, we get to repurpose and reuse. Make it happen and help each other out. I love it. And one thing I want to point out is we're sitting here doing a podcast, and I'm seeing people arrive I'm assuming for the movie, for the ski movie, but everybody comes walking, and we've got a lot of RVers out there who are on our 
who listen to our podcast, so they're, they're going to appreciate this. I see a lot of people walking through the parking lot, coming up to the brewery with chairs slung over their arms, like outdoor chairs. You that's know what I'm pro, talking that's about. That's a pro tip move right there. That is a pro tip. <laughs> when you come to Crux, bring, a, bring your own chair because there's a lot of space outside and there's not always a picnic table you just, you just, I mean, granted right now we're dealing with our crazy COVID times and you can't fit as many people as you'd like out there because we got to be a little bit cautious right now. But that's pretty cool. I mean, I, I like that you encourage people, just bring your own chair and come sit down. Bring it like it. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. If there's not enough tables, here before, they know. <laughs> yeah. So by yeah. the time you get here, you just bring your own chair. Even even if it's, I mean, there are, like I said, there's people right now bringing their own chairs so they can come watch the movies. Yeah. Pretty no, cool thing. Yeah, I like it. it, and I like that you call it a pro tip. <laughs> now I feel special. <laughs> All right. With that, I don't know. I mean, I'm not sure what else to touch on. So with that, I want to wrap it up and, and just thank you a lot for talking to us and for giving us the lowdown on Crux. And well, thanks for really, and, and I appreciate that you're so willing to talk about and, and being here in Bend, I get it. I get that uh, everybody's willing to talk about everybody else in Bend because it's, it is, uh, what, 90 to 100,000 people-ish? Yeah, about that. But it doesn't feel that big at all. It feels like your little neighborhood community, like, like you're having a street party. Yeah. So, <laughs> and with that, I don't know. I think uh, we better pull the producer in. Yeah, thanks for having us and checking us out, well, visiting Ben. Yeah. But cheers. Good to have you. Let's yeah, cheers. cheers. It was beautiful. Thank you. <laughs> I don't know. Jason was all talking about community, or Kenny was talking more about community too. And like Jason was kind of <laughs> definitely going along with it and understanding it. So the first thing that came into my head was who sings that song? Is that having Welcome to the Family? Who sings that? That would be Avenge Sevenfold. Yeah, I would be disappointed if you didn't know that. So <laughs> yeah, I would uh, I lose my. Okay, way off way off point. topic here, real quick. But Kenny's always like throwing this shit at me. Who sings that, April? I'm like, I don't freaking know, and he knows damn well I don't know who sings it, and he still asks me who sings it. So then he can Sometimes look. Sometimes I really want to know. Okay, but most times you know, and you just want to see if I know. So then you can be like, ha, I knew, and you didn't know. Believe what you want to believe, baby. It's true. Okay. I'm just trying to educate you. Okay. Anyhow, that I don't know. For some reason, that's the song that came into my head when I was listening to the end of uh, Kenny it's... and Jason. And I, we were um, also do. Ooh, here's a good thing. We were also doing some filming at Crux, so I was kind of behind the scenes filming while they were talking. That's why you didn't hear much from me on the podcast. But just a, a reminder there to make sure you check out our YouTube channel because there's a video that goes along with the podcast, so you can kind of see Crux along with like hearing. The sounds of the brewery. Yeah, you'll get the sights along with the sounds mm-hmm. now. Yeah. Too bad you can't scratch and sniff the screen, <laughs> though, because the smells were fantastic yeah. of the beer. And, and the the, um, the video's only, like, I don't know, four or five minutes long, so it's not the, it's, you're not going to get the exact same thing on the video as you will the podcast. No. The you'll get the visual. The visual. This is a podcast. Yeah, you get the visual. Kenny's, like, raising his eyebrows for some reason when he's saying, this is a podcast. He's trying to sound all sexy. This is a podcast. This is the Barry White podcast. And I can't okay. do Barry White very well either, obviously, so fail. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, yeah, I hopefully you kinda you'll get uh, you probably got a lot of it from Jason there on there that just how cool Bend is. It's I don't know, I can't really overstate how my, how just like enamored we were with the vibe of the whole town 
and it it just weaves its way all the way through everywhere we went from the lot to crux to other places we went to i mean there's just a really strong community there it feels like and and it's and it's a pretty cool community that it doesn't feel like like some of the rest of the out there feels where there's one side and the other shouting each other down i'm sure some of that goes on but the community itself didn't feel that way it felt very interwoven no matter what mm. you're you know whether you're the hippie looking dude or the you know straight laced looking dude or whatever and everybody seemed to vibe really well in that town yeah it was cool it was nice it was great thanks jason it was awesome <laughs> what the hell was that uh, thanks jason that was nice that was great it was awesome it was great <laughs> it was great I don't know where to start now because you made fun of me. I wasn't trying to make fun of you. It was great. That was weird. Fajitas. <laughs> I'm fine. No, you Be sure to listen better. beyond the end of this podcast for the Jackie Chan-like outtakes that you might get. <laughs> Too bad I don't put them up there. <laughs> Maybe I'll just leave this part in. You take this whole part and I, put it at the end. I was trying to say it was great, and I was trying to say thanks, Jason, for inviting us into Crux, and Kenny was, like, laughing at me, so it was just kind of weird because I did sound kind of lackluster. It was weird, yeah. You just I sounded know why. like you are reading off a script almost or something. Hey, Kenny. And that's not you. Hey, Kenny. Yo. Um, My churro, please. Remember from the beginning of the podcast? My churro, please. It's it's um the beer from Lead Dog Brewing mm. in Reno. Yeah. It's almost gone. So I think that means maybe it's time for us to say cheers and peace out because I'm running out of beer. You want to go back to Reno and get some more? Yes. No. It was cold <laughs> in Reno. I'd go back to see our friends again, but. Okay. All right. Okay. So um, cheers to Crux. Cheers to Crux and cheers to Ben <gasps> for being such a lovely host yeah. for two and a half weeks for us. And the Crossroads to I guess Bend, that's really kind of cool, though. Actually, Bend was like the the crossroads to this leg of our trip, I would kind of say. It's like yeah. the middle of like kind of where we started from Denver like a few months ago and hit up Washington and then down the coast in Washington Yeah, because our goal was the Pacific Northwest for yeah, a Yeah, and then across and to Bend and stay there for a while. And now we're kind of heading south a little bit to get a little bit of warmer and maybe down into like, I have no idea where we're going yet, but that's how we roll. <laughs> Down like southern Nevada, maybe. Probably and then Nevada. <laughs> back across to the cold of Denver, but it's pretty in Colorado. But like, that's why I was just saying it's like the crossroads. That was a very long winded way of saying cheers <laughs> to Crux to bend the crossroads. All right. I'll take that. <laughs> cheers. And with that, please don't forget to subscribe um, on our podcast page on our website. You can buy us a beer if you'd like. We'd love it. And with that, we'll see you next time. Peace out. We'd love to hear from you, so keep the conversation going. Send us a note, share a beer recommendation or two, or just say hey. This Stout Conversation has been brought to you by livingastoutlife.com, where you can find community and resources for all your craft beer travel and adventure lifestyle needs. 